only a couple of them are left. The resorts were really high-end, really classy stuff, I'll say. They're really high-end. Um, and it, it was not... You, you, you didn't drag the kids up there in their flip-flops and say, okay, kids, we're here for a week. I mean, it really was a high-end resort. And that's where the entertainers went and started up there. How have they, uh, how have they, uh, how have they uh, survived over the years? A couple of them are still there, but not very many. Mm -hmm. They just got beaten up and beaten out by a mobile society and places. You know, they're old. The resorts would be very old, and the buildings are old. And they kept them up, and they refurbished them, and they rebuilt many of the buildings as time went on. But it's hard to compete with a Ritz-Carlton and a Marriott when... They're about the same price, you know? Yeah. But, boy, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Gorgeous areas. Just mm -hmm. beautiful. And they all had golf courses. Mm -hmm. you know, really nice Did places. gambling there or, or not? No. No, okay. never gambling. Nope. I don't even know if they had. They must have had bingo. But I guess that would have been about the extent of it. No, these were uh, dress for dinner, have sunny afternoon tea, play golf with the girls, that type of stuff. If, if the women even went out on the golf course, the guys would certainly be out there. Uh, Metford breakfast. It, it really was the kind of stuff that you'd listen to on radio and some of the radio shows when they talked about being at resorts. It was that kind of stuff. And that era, too. I remember, didn't the uh, movie Dirty Dancing... Wasn't that setting in a uh, in Upper New York? I did not know that. I don't know. Wasn't it? I, Dirty I, Dancing. I thought it was. Dirty Dancing. Not... I thought that took place in Upper New York at one of the... Uh, I caught a piece of that location. Let's see. I caught a piece of that movie a couple of months ago, and it was the closest I came. <laughs> oh, look at that. Um, probably the Catskills. I see the word Catskills. Um, dirty Dancing filming locations, Virginia, USA, Catskill Mountains. Let me see. Mountain Lake Hotel. That'll, that'll work, huh? All right, let's see. Mountain Lake Hotel, featured in the cult classic Dirty Dancing, starring Pat Da 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 Da. Where is, where is it? Um, no, Pembroke, Virginia. That'll, that'll not work. We want the Catskills. Let me see. Catskills. I'll just put Catskills in the search engine here. But I did not know that. Well, I could be wrong. I, I thought that they went away on summer break. And I thought that was uh, the premise for dirty, dirty Dancing. It probably was. Let me see. Can't scale. I think it thought it happened like in the 60s. Alright, let's see. <laughs> this was Don't Go Away. Okay, man, da, 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 da. 
Catskills, hold on. One day you'll get me all all um, organized here. Okay. Um, in the summer of 1963, 17-year-old New Yorker Frances Baby Hausman is vacationing with her affluent family at Kellerman's Resort in the Catskill Mountains. Baby is planning to attend Mount Holyoke College. There really is a Holyoke College. Study economics, da 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 All right, let's see where else the Catskills. Uh, does it look like? Mm, they met in the Catskills. Um, okay, for choreographer Bergstein chose Kenny Ortega blah, blah, blah. for a location for the film. They did not find anything suitable in the Catskills, as many of the resorts had been shut down at that point. So they decided to do a combination on two locations, Lake Lure, North Carolina, and Mountain Lake Hotel near Roanoke, Virginia. So the setting of the movie was the Catskills, but the location they moved to North Carolina and Virginia. That's interesting. I did not know that. I didn't know the Catskills came into this at all. How about that? Yeah, you might get more out of the movie than most people. Yeah, now I'll go back and pay attention. But I saw them dancing at the end. It was really a great scene. They had the whole school dancing. Yeah, that's right. And I didn't think it was very dirty, but, I mean, I, matter of fact, I didn't even think it was sullied. 1987. Uh, if you want to watch original with Patrick Swayze, I don't think you want to watch that remake that they did a year ago or so. Oh, no. Did they try to do that again? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Somebody was talking about The Lone Ranger. Is that a Disney production, Walden? I don't know who put it out in the one in, in next summer. I have no idea, but... I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody on the news today was talking about resurrecting some different movies, mm -hmm. and whoever it was said, "Well, what about the Lone Ranger?" And the other one said, "Well, as long as it's a Disney, it's a Disney production, so it should be wonderful." Hello, go look at it for goodness' sakes, would you please? Well, I'm hearing that this Lone Ranger thing is going to have <clears throat> vampires in a story title. That's fabulous. No. Yeah, it is a, it is a, um, whoops, wait a minute, Disney Hall's Lone Ranger, let's see. Um, oh, it's August 15th last year. Right, it's going to be told from his, his, his viewpoint. Yeah. And it, I, my understanding is going to be vampires to storyline. I, I don't get this, but, you know, what do I know? Is it going to be Disney or is it going to be more of a touchstone? production area. I don't even know if Touchstone is still around, but I think Touchstone is the one who did Dirty Dancing. Well, it, it's, I, a, it's a, Touchstone is like a spinoff of, it's, it's a, a subsidiary of, a, of Disney. Right. That's where they do their R-rated movies. Right. where they once did their R-rated movies. Uh, I bet, I bet the, you know, the trailers are being shown in the, uh, Previews are being shown in movie theaters now with the moment, so I bet these things are up on the web right now. So the trailers are up here, yeah. yeah. Here's uh, let's see, U.S. edition of, hold on, International Business Times. Hold on. International Business Times. Now, I have a question here. The title of this article is... Lone Ranger trailer reveals plot of Disney's latest blockbuster. The thing hasn't been released yet. How can it be a blockbuster? 
I get Disney's gonna really market it around the world and they're gonna eventually make it a block, but even though they might not sell any tickets, I have no idea, Patricia. But this is the title of an article. The Lone Ranger trailer reveals plot of Disney's latest blockbuster. I do not think you can have a blockbuster until the block busts. Or maybe maybe it's just going to break the budget and that's why they're calling it a blockbuster. Well, let's see here. I, hope I don't I know what miss. the definition of a blockbuster is. I thought a blockbuster was after it made it. That's exactly, yeah, that's why I'm... I'm questioning is a blockbuster, and I don't know where the phrase came from. I can give a couple of guesses, but you're right. It's after the fact when something right. is a real hot item. It's a blockbuster. Well, you Let's know, see. it's your spin doctors, uh, you know, working on the movie hype before it's even finished in the uh, can, so to speak. Yeah. You know. Well, I've got a, a website that's really gumming up my... My search, oh, oh, there it goes. <laughs> it quit. Um, it, it really quit. But it's, uh, they're, they're talking about the trailer being a, a front runner to the blockbuster, to Disney's blockbuster. Not, not um, anticipated blockbuster, but the blockbuster. <sighs> we need somebody to go to blockbuster school or something. So, all right. Well, I have a question for you. I mean, I really have a question for you. <laughs> would you like? Would you like a radio question or a Christmas question? Well, we better go with a Christmas question while we still can answer quest Christmas questions. All right, I can we do can that. And thank you. And we also need to get yeah. Dan. We also need to get Dan top five choices. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Before you go, we need yeah. your top five choices. Okay. okay, who was the little boy in A Christmas Carol who said, God bless us all, everyone? That was Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Yeah. Not the singer, but the other one. No, oh my goodness, no. Not, not tiptoe. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, wasn't that poor man a mess? <gasps> Uh, I mean, he was just know? hard to look at, you know? <laughs> he really was. It was painful. He looked like he had been put together in a mixed master. Hey, it was okay. Um, say what? I said, hey, it was the 1960s. Is that when it was? Yep, yep. Married, yeah, 69, yeah. 69, uh, you have not lived until you have tapped in Tiny Tim's name in YouTube and watched this poor man in action, or in action. <sighs> okay, well, what, do, what would you like in your envelope? And by the way, I'm so glad that I remembered this on the phone. You had two items that you said save for the auction. Yeah. And this year, there was no auction. Everybody was anticipating that an auction would be, and there wasn't. So in that auction collection, you have the Johnny Mathis CD and a $10 gift certificate. Would you like them? Sure, why not? Oh, my goodness, why not? <laughs> Good grief. Okay, let me just add this. Johnny Mathis and Amazon. Okay, Amazon CD. I said CD and Amazon gift certificate, right? Okay, you got it. Now, what else? 
there will not be an auction uh, at all, or? Not this year. Uh, I don't know anything about next year. Walden, do you? Not yet, but who knows? We're, we're waiting. I'm waiting to get more information. So we'll see. They were hopeful that we could do something unusual and put it up as an auction through eBay, but with a couple of um, challenges along the way and you know, just not being able to put it together so quickly. It didn't happen this year, and it might happen next year, but right now, no. So I didn't want to sit here and say, ooh, look what I got, look what I got. These are yours, and I wanted you to have them or put them wherever you wanted me to put them, but I will send them. All right, that will be fine. Okay, now what else? Okay, how about this? Uh I, I did a little research because I know you're always asking, what, what do you want your time for? So how about this? How about the Seal Test Village Store? How about don't you ever go searching again? <laughs> I never heard of this thing. What is the Seal Test Village Store? Walden, help me. Okay. When Rudy Valley went into World War Two. Jack Haley, you know, of the Tin Man of the Wizard of Oz. Right. And Joan Davis, the comedian, co-hosted a show called the Bill Seal Test Billy Store. So that's what it's all about. Do you know what okay. Seal Test is? I do. Uh, it, yeah, it's a product, and they don't make Seal Test ice cream anymore. They don't. No. Do they I make it the other day? Not the other day. Do they make Seal ago. Test milk or any, any products at all? I don't think so. We talked about that one night mm -hmm. here on, on a Saturday night, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Seal test. So, yes, I, I, I know seal test. There it is. Let me see. Images for seal test was a division of National Dairy Products Corporation. And it was good. Uh, was I guess good. not. No, it's not anywhere. Yeah. So. I'll which and owns? I'm sure oh wait, Shirley wait, Mitchell wait! Was, uh, to wait it's part of the Seal Test Village Store. She was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I did my research, and that is my answer. Please take his computer away from him. No, that's <laughs> fine. No, I'm I'm really glad you did that. And now I'll get to know a different show. All right. As long as I know there really was one, and you didn't pull a fast one on me, that's cool. I'll find it. How many, how many seasons did that last? Was it one? Um, I think at least two. Really? And then, then it wound up being Joan Davis' show. Uh-huh. And, and then after that, Jack Carson and Eve Arden took over the Hill Test show. I see. And then after that, Dorothy Lamour took it over. Oh, I see. So it, it ran, it changed hands a few times. Okay, it says, first playing as front and center. Mm -hmm. The show changed in September 1948 to the Seal Test Variety Theater. Theater. Uh -huh. On Thursday, on Thursday nights at 9.30, it was a variety comedy show with Dorothy L'Amour as the hostess with the mostess. That's mm. where it came from. How about that? Mm -hmm. The show was known by fans as the Dorothy L'Amour Show. Dorothy began life as a da-da-da-da. Yada, 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 and, and the rest is about her. And, and, she's the show, the most famous show of St. Patrick's Day, 1949, 
when everything went wrong on her show being broadcast really? what happened? in front of the Glenn McCarthy Hotel in Houston. That's the one. That is the um, one. What's her face? What's his face? Ed, 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 Ed Gardner. <laughs> Duffy Tavern. Ed Gardner. Yeah, Ed yeah. Gardner. Thank you. I had Ed Asner in my head from earlier. <laughs> Too much fun. Oh, yeah. Well, Dan, I will go hunting for the Field Test Village store. I have pulled out my um, Arthur Godfrey articles for you. I'll make copies of them this week. And there are quite a few, and I think you'll enjoy them. The, co the copies are not... You you would not want to put these on your wall, but they are readable, and that was the best that I could coax out of some of the microfilm. You know, it just it just was not good quality, but at least you'll be able to read them. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, your choices. Your choices. Okay. Not We've fine. been talking about shows. Let me see. There it is. Um, shows that we would like Bill to play. During the week at ten thirty, from the ten, ten I'm sorry, at ten o'clock, the ten to ten thirty time slot, Monday through Friday, and we need five programs, and one show from each program will run on the same same night. If, if like Life with Luigi is here, so every Monday at ten o'clock, people will know that Life with Luigi is going to be there. But we need your favorites, and I I have the list of nominees. Do you know which ones you want, or may I go through the list? What would you like? Um, why don't you go through the list? Okay, you have five votes. Yes. We've got Suspense, Radio City Playhouse, Fibber McGee, Philip Marlowe, Ozzie and Harriet, Inner Sanctum, Gunsmoke, Edgar Bergen, Red Skelton, Six Shooter, Vic and Sade, Life with Luigi, Family Theater, Mercury Theater, Awful Shows, courtesy of Patricia, Amos and Andy, and The Aldrich Family. Okay. Uh, how about name five, you say? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Okay. How about Jack Benny? Okay. Is Jack Benny in here? I, I don't think I said Jack Benny, did I? Nope. No, we, we don't have Jack list. Benny on the list. We can put him on the list if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, hold on. We've got Dan. Dan, you were the one who nominated Edgar Bergen. Dan, okay, Jack Benny. Okay. Dan, we lose you. Dan, Paul died. He ran away. Call back, Dan. He voted. He nominated Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. And after Jack Benny, I think we need to close the nominations because I'm, I'm running into the end of a page here. Ah, uh, hello there. Yeah. And it all went bad. I know. <laughs> I didn't do it. I do not have anything to do with the buttons. I just talked. It was that snow stuff that came down and hit the telephone line, I guess. You know, you're not too far from the truth, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of limbs hanging off into the uh, uh, electrical lines mm -hmm. earlier today, so that's why I've got a big batch of kerosene in here, just to warm up the kerosene here in case something happens. Mm. So, just in oh, case. Okay, Fibber McGee, right. I, I heard you mention Fibber McGee. Yep. Do you think Jack, right. Jack Benny is now on the list? Jack Benny has not been on the list. 
Oh, God. Do you need him on the yeah. list? Because if yes, this will be the last one we put on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jack is on the Edgar list. Bergen. Okay. Ed Edgar Bergen, that's right. You nominated that one. Okay. Uh, how about, um, oh, let's see here. Um, oh, let's go with the six-shooter. Okay. Good choice. And how about suspense? Okay. We got it at the top. All right. That's it. Okay. Thank you. I think that's, yep, you got suspense, Fibber, Edgar Bergen, six-shooter, and Jack, Jack Benny. Benny. Very cool. Well, thank you for doing that, and thank you for calling. Oh, sure, anytime. And I will talk to you. Will you be on Monday? Will you be on at midnight Tuesday morning? We'll, we'll, we'll be there through, but we start at 1030 Monday night. And so that means we'll be here to dingling in the new year, starting from the East Coast. How about that? Yeah. How are you going to celebrate so, on the East Coast? Yeah, what are you again, gonna, please? how are you going to celebrate it on the East Coast, Patricia? <clears throat> I'm going to be here with you. But are you, you're not going to do anything special, like, uh, you know. Getting off fireworks? Yeah. How much more special could it be than to spend time with you all? <laughs> that was the right answer, Walden. <laughs> No pyromaniacs or anything like that? No, I, you know, I might disappear for a little bit. Um, twice in the last 10 years, somebody out there had a gun. So, oh, you know, you get somebody stupid enough to shoot a gun, they're also stupid enough not to aim it at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will sit in the closet until after they're finished, um, but I'll bring my phone with me. So, so that's it. So maybe we will be able to talk to you on Monday. Okay, sounds great. Y'all take care. Okay, Dan. You all? Stay warm, and stay warm and be safe. Okay, sure will. Thanks. You bet. Bye. 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 Did you know he said you all? Did he say you all? Yeah, he did. Oh, gosh. Harwood would be so proud of you, Dan. <laughs> we haven't heard from Harwood for a while. I know. Maybe hunkering down with the snow. It's only, it's 8 after 2, every, 8 after 11, everybody, here on the West Coast. And on the East Coast? Only 8 after 2. Only. I love it when you say, it's 8 after 2 here on the West Coast, mm -hmm. and it's only 8 after 2. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is good. Okay, so I left off at Mary Tyler Moore and confused the Dickens out of you. You sure did. That's a birthday girl, yeah. I... Yeah, are are you feeling okay now? I can move on, or do you want me to go squirrel around? <laughs> we 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 uh we figured it out it was the other TV show I was trying to think of, Lou Grant. Okay, so we're good. All right, we're good. We Very, can move on. All right, so it's okay to move on. Yeah. Okay, I I just didn't want you to feel abandoned. You notice how lightning fast we go through the quests? Have you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> we got one of one so far. Okay, and I only have a couple. Mm -hmm. 1947, 10 years later, was Ted Danson. Ted was the actor who played the role of Sam Malone on Cheers. Now, Cheers has a tie to old-time radio. Yep. One of the producers is the son of an old-time radio actor. 
well, he's the son of A. Burroughs, the, the head brain of the Ed Garner, uh, the Duffy Tavern. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So it, there was a tie to old time radio. You Thank bet. you. See, you, you, know, you, you keep me straight. You bet. You will keep me straight. You but bet. anyway, 1947. Um, and if he didn't dye his hair blonde, he would look a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I mean, the guy looks like he fell on a haystack. Um, December 30th. It is December 30th here. Yeah. It's not December 30th out there. Yeah. Al Smith, the politician, was born in 1873. Oh, Al Smith ran for president of the United States in 1928. He tried. Hello there, you on here? Hi, this is Edwin from Chicago. It's hi, incredible hi. that uh, you folks are talking about what you're talking about. We are. I, I had a what are we talking about? I had to at Gardner. And I had no idea you guys were going to mention him. I'm, I'm not following this. What what did I miss? Say again. Uh, we, we, we missed what you said. Okay. I was uh, wanting to call in and ask a question about Ed Gardner and Duffy Tavern. Uh-huh. And I had no idea that you guys were even going to make reference to him like you just did. Right. But I heard um, living in Puerto Rico, there was a Duffy Tavern. Correct. They recorded them in Puerto Rico starting in the late 40s, 49 into the 50s. Oh. And the story was, Puerto Rico had a special tax break. <laughs> they were trying to recruit business, so uh, they offered a really good tax break. So Ed Gardner, who was known to value the buck, moved his radio show to Puerto Rico. So my question would be, uh, were the applause and laughter of the audience uh, live, or was that taped? It was transcribed. The show was recorded in Puerto Rico, and then they then they shipped it to NBC. Okay, well then, what do they mean? This leads me to another question. What do they mean when you um, hear these shows and they say transcribed? I, I don't know. What does transcribed mean? It's not live. It's tape. Put on tape. It's, oh, it's tape. Okay. Uh-huh. That yep. means that the laughter and the clucks are, uh, okay, they're not live. Well, they, it's, it's they're record, recorded. They yeah. recorded with, in front of a, a live audience, mm-hmm. but, uh, but they just recorded it, and then they played it on the air that way. Right, I understand that. Yeah. But my question is, were the applause or the laughters actually the applause and laughter during the show? Yes. Or did they have, like, taped laughter? Yeah, the taped laughter... I don't, I don't think they used canned laughter in radio, did they? No, they? no, they did. That, didn't, that did not happen until TV in the mid-50s. Well, because my curiosity is how many people in the live audience, if, if Duffy... Tavern was being recorded in Puerto Rico. How many people were actually understanding the jokes to laugh and clap? <laughs> well, uh, those shows are available. That might be a good thing to ask for Patricia. 
to get some Duffy Seven from the 1950s, and you can feel the problem was a couple of things were the problem. Getting guest stars to make the trip down to Puerto Rico. Absolutely. And it was not the same cast. A lot of it, a lot of it, they used different people as part of the cast in Puerto Rico. And Ed Garner was a wheeler and dealer. It, it tells you how bad it was. Um, he was mailed a transcription to NBC, and you know, uh, it would cost a lot of money to mail the records from Puerto Rico to NBC. So he would pay the full rate, and then a week or two later. Uh, postage was due. So NBC covered it. And then the next week, it was more postage. Basically, he started to change NBC. He wasn't then want to pay the full rate and mailing the transcription. So, for a while, NBC was wondering if he bothered to even accept the recordings. Because they were, they were starting to subsidize Ed Garner's uh, mailing. He was uh, a wheeler and dealer. And um, you can tell the show was not the same from Puerto Rico compared to what from uh, New York or from Hollywood of the 40s. That was at the time before the post office put out the notices that without stamps we will not deliver. Right. They used to charge on the other end. They would go ahead and deliver it, but they would collect money from the person on the other end. That was just the standard procedure. It wasn't that, you know, somebody went back and said, okay, Ed, you owe us money. It was on the other end. Yep. So when when do you think the years were that was coming out of Puerto Rico? There's a brand new book coming out in Duffy Tavern. And it'll be out this summer. From Martin Who did Wood, it? Of Buddy Martin Grams. And he just went to Duffy's, he, to Ed Gardner's son house in Idaho a month ago. And so uh, he spent several days Xeroxing or uh, scanning private photos for the book. Great. I mean, that is just super. Yeah. Anytime you can get something outside of a publicity photo is such a treasure. Yep. And he, he feels, Martin feels, this will be his best book he's ever written. He's very lucky. Really? Yeah. Martin is a very harsh critic. That's really going some. Uh, I think how he, many has he... How many does he have out now? 20. But I think he feels like he's have seen the, his improvement as a writer. Mm-hmm. And I think mainly for him as a researcher... If you compare what he felt like he started when he was 18, now what he is at age 33, he, he, I think he feels he's 
he'd gotten better at it. I, I was, I would think so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, how many does he have out? How many? How many has he published? Twenty. Twenty. Uh huh. I thought he was higher than that. Could be, but uh, could be in the low twenties now, but somewhere in the twenties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least twenty. <laughs> I don't oh, know how he does it, Patricia. You know, he his mind work that he's working on five books all at the same time. I know, I know, and and in different forms Jesus. of completion, either uh-huh. in his brain or in his computer, right? Um, or in his travels, or in the Library of Congress, yep. one somewhere. And and he's smart because when he goes to the Library of Congress, he researches more than one area. Right. You know, he just doesn't show up and say, "Okay, I'll be back next week." He does it all at once. Well, he so feel, he's, a, he's a very wise and efficient researcher, I guess is a good way to put it. He feels, if he's making the, and he goes to other, other areas like Wyoming, if he's going to be out there, come to, he'll get start Xeroxing as many files as possible, mm-hmm. figuring eventually this will lead into a book, he'll just put it aside until he feels he's got enough information yeah. to make it a go. And he looks for ways to make best use of his time mm-hmm. when he travels. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. So anyway, here we've got Al Smith. Al Smith, the the, the man who wore the derby, right? Right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Did he wear a derby? I thought so. I don't know. He was, I, the, he, well, was, he was governor of New York. Right. And Which was almost a prerequisite for a while <laughs> to be president. I mean, really, when they say... Um, they they said they said I, it was said as part of a routine that you didn't have much of a chance of getting a nomination for president unless you had been a governor and it darn well better have been from New York. Hey, you know, she, she also to think about it. It happened a few times through the twenties and forties that both the Republican nominee and the Democrat nominees were from New York. So if I can New York, make, that would make sense. Yeah. Well, Wendell Wilkie, I guess, was from New York. Right? Do- Thomas Dewey. And Dewey. Yeah. And Franklin Ro- Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. And Al Smith. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so we really had a, a pack of them. We really did. Teddy Roosevelt. In the early years, I, that was the mm-hmm. population hub. It was. It was the central part of the, I mean, it might as well have been the capital of the country. Al Smith, politician. Let's see if we can find a picture of him. There is a picture of him, just him, not a hat. <laughs> I have to look for a hat, right? I thought he was the one that wore the hat, but maybe I'm wrong. It might well have been. Harry Truman always wore a hat. Mm-hmm. We always saw Harry. Um, I've only got one picture here of Al. Early political career. Let me see if I can find something. Al Smith, we do not have... He was popular with the people. I don't know if he ever went to high in education or whatever, but he was a very popular with the people. He was a people person. Uh-huh. Hmm. I don't know anything about him. Let's see. American statesman, elected 42nd governor of New York three times. Um, Dewey was a multiple governor as well. Right. How many times was Roosevelt governor? One term? Maybe... Maybe twice. Oops. Also linked to the notorious Tammany Hall machine. Oops. Um, as a committed 
anti-prohibition candidate. He mm-hmm. attracted millions of voters of all backgrounds, particularly those concerned about the corruption and lawlessness brought about by the 18th Amendment. Well, we all know about that, don't we? Yep. That's what kept Al Capone in business. Excuse me. Popular among oh, he, he was he was unpopular among certain segments, including Southern Baptists and German Lutherans, who believed the Catholic Church and the Pope would dictate his politics. I guess he was Catholic. I guess so. Huh? Most most importantly, this was a time of national prosperity under a Republican presidency, and Smith lost in a landslide to Republican Herbert Hoover. Smith attempted in the 1932 nomination, but he was defeated by his former ally and successor as New York governor, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Smith entered business in New York City and became an increasingly vocal opponent of Roosevelt's New Deal. Let's see where he went to school. First first son, um, his father was a widower. With a daughter, his father, a widower with a daughter. Wait, <laughs> he's got his his father was a widower with a daughter. Mm-hmm. So he also had a son. But doesn't this so doesn't that doesn't that make that sentence a little screwy? It does. Maybe it was before he was born. Mm-hmm. Al was their first son. His father, a widower with a daughter served in the 11th New York Fire Zouaves in the opening months of the Civil War. Wow. When did Alphamut die? He died, um... uh, December 31st, 1928. Really? He didn't... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 erase that, erase that. Yeah. He died uh, October 4th, 1944. Wow. Okay. Same year that Win- same year that Wendell Wilkie died. Wilkie died, I think, in '44. Yeah. That was a busy time yeah. in American lives. Yeah. Let's see if we can find out where he went to school. Um, owned a small trucking. Died when died when he was 13. At 14, he dropped out of St. James Parochial School to help support the family. He had never attended high school or college. I still remember that, and, yeah. And you said that just a minute yeah, ago, yeah. And that. claimed that he learned about people by studying them at the Fulton Fish Market, where he worked for $12 a week. He became a notable speaker on May 6, 1900. He married Catherine Ann Dunn, and they had five children. Fulton Fish Market. That is a busy, it really is a fish market. Hmm. The, the boats come in, they unload the fish, and they're sold at the, at the fish market. They supply restaurants and high, high volume. Uh, and I, I guess you can go in and buy a fish if you want. <laughs> but they've got big stuff in there. I mean, they even have tunas in there and stuff like that there. Hmm. So that is Al Smith. Must have been a remarkable man to. That's a uh, man who made it from his bootstraps. You think about it. Yes. Yeah. He was. Um, I, I will say he was a handsome man, in the sense that he's got or had a nice face to look at. Mm-hmm. He certainly wasn't chiseled like Tyrone Power or Clark Gable, yeah. but um, had a pleasant face 
to look at I mean a nice smile so and I would think that people would respond to that even if he was a mean man <laughs> to respond to it okay Tiger Woods 1975 he was born December 30th 1975 which means he is that's hard to how many believe. years boy that's uh, 30, 37 37 wow Huh. That's hard to believe that he's getting up there. He's getting up there, yeah. I mean, it sounds stupid, 37 years old, but when you're in professional sports, well, you, he's been you in, don't have a you don't have a long professional career. He's been in the public the active playing. Yeah, hmm? he's been in the public eye since he's been eight or nine years old. So no, yeah, I know he's had a very long career. Yeah, but when you look at him at 37 and you say, well, he's just about finished, mm-hmm. and of course he's not, but no. I know he's on the downside of his of his uh, professional playing career, mm-hmm. not his professional career, but being highly competitive and in the top numbers on the leaderboard, mm-hmm. time after time after time, he's not going to do that forever. He's got a lot of knee problems and all sorts of yeah. problems yeah. now. And so. after his personal yeah. problems and crisis, I yep. mean, he just he just never bounced back. No, nope. it was a hard deal for him to drag himself back on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now here, 1958. I want you to tell me if you recognize this name. Rod Harrington. No. Well, I didn't either. This is the site that I hang around, Walden. Uh-huh. He is an English darts player. He made it on the list. We don't have presidents on that list, Well, we've got an English darts player. It, I think it, it's a British list. Must be a little They have some from Australia mm-hmm. as well. Must be a little Canada. slow. Might be a very slow news day. <laughs> well, it's a, it, I visit this site occasionally, and it, it's really a pain in the petunias because they've got a million trillion names up there, but they start in B.C. Oh, wow. When you, ask for, when you ask for birthdays on a particular day, they will start B.C. and work their way up to maybe 2005. Holy cow. Okay. 2010, something around there. So you kind of have to pick and pluck names that mm-hmm. you're familiar with. Yeah. But but I saw Rod Harrington. What the heck is a Rod Harrington? And I thought, English darts player. That would be fun to put in there. So that's how come he got thrown in there. Uh-huh. Amen. So I have more stuff. You want more stuff? Well, I'm wondering if we should play a show. Well, we could play a show, and then when we come back, I could ask you a bunch of questions. Uh-huh. You want to do that? Because I have some for you. Or you want to do the stuff now. Whatever you want to do, my dear. Well, you can have two questions now. Which would you like? You've got Stump Walden. We've got Walden's brain teaser, Walden's presidential quote, Walden's presidential question, and Walden's baseball question. How about brain teaser? Your brain teaser. Mm -hmm. How many times can you subtract the number five from 35? Once. Very good. You picked right through this. Why only once? Because I said once, and I got thinking about it logically, and then the clue that they said, how many times you can track 35 from 35 from 35? Well, it, you can only track 5 from 35 just one, because then you're down to 30. You are terrific. I am so proud of you. That's exactly the right answer. I had to sit and ponder that for a minute and think, 
why would they ask such a stupid Oh, I see it now. <laughs> it took me a minute. I really had to work on that one. Well, you trained so you me well. Good. You have trained me All right, well. What, what do you want for your second one? You and have then we have to go to a show. Okay. The presidential quote. Your presidential quote. Mm-hmm. I really like this one. The tax system is a disgrace to the human race. It's a scandal that a businessman can deduct his $50 lunch, but a worker can't deduct a sandwich in his lunch pail. <laughs> well, I mean, this common sense. Yeah. Where, where do we have this common sense? It, mm-hmm. it almost sounds like something like Barack Obama would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess it would. It, it almost would sound. But let's see. Two... two uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, who, or Jimmy Carter. Let's go with Ronald Reagan. It was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy now, how Carter. would you come up with Jimmy Carter for something like that? Because sometimes I notice we've been dipping into Jimmy Carter quotes pretty good the last three to four months. So Okay, so it's only because I dipped into Jimmy Carter, <laughs> not because you think it was a Jimmy Carter quote. All right, I'm going to have... You know, I'm being so kind because I'm taking the more recent presidents. Uh-huh. I'm not digging into the pool where they uh-huh. kind of all melted together with yep. Millard Fillmore. You I know? hear you. I hear you. So, but, I mean, that, I thought, it's wow, a great line. you know? Great line. And he was a Democrat. I know. Which, I mean, it, it, it's not going to the Democrat or Republican, but when it comes to something like this... It, it's just not, it's something that I would have, I guess, expected from the Democrat side. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not on the uh, not on the business-oriented Republican right. side. So, right. yeah, I, I would say, okay, well, that eliminates a whole bunch of them right there. Yeah. But I thought this was a great quote. Right. I mean, I'm looking for great quotes, and then I put a name on them. I don't, I should be looking for the names, huh? No. Next time you're going to get nailed. No, oh, I think you. Oh. I, I think you should go for the best quote possible, and whoever says it is secondary. And whoever says it is secondary. Yeah. Well, I just thought that one was dandy. It's worth Very another good. read. Very is that good. okay with you? Please do. The tax system is a disgrace to the human race. It's a scandal that a businessman can deduct deduct his fifty dollar lunch, but a worker can't deduct the sandwich in his lunch pail. Mm-hmm. I think lunch pail should have been a, a giveaway for an older president because lunch pail seems 